Welcome to the Odd and Offbeat Podcast. Welcome to the Odd and Offbeat Podcast, episode 101. What? 101 episodes? <laughs> who knew? Uh, <laughs> welcome. The man across who didn't know that there was 101 episodes is the ever-restless Louis Fox. <laughs> That's right. I'm restless to get out of the house. <laughs> yeah, you are. You've been here every day for the last two weeks. You're eating our food stock and our food supplies are dwindling because of you. <laughs> I... I Ruin the infrastructure from the inside. <laughs> it's it's the threat from inside your home you need to worry about. So welcome to our podcast. If you missed it, we just celebrated our 100th episode. We did our first Facebook live stream, which yeah. was a huge success. Shout out to my daughter running production on that bad boy. Absolutely. It was pretty great. And even my mom watched slash listened for the first time ever. Uh, if you missed it, we interviewed a bunch of 100-year-old people. Yes. And she said... It was really great that you had those 100-year-old people. You should do that more often. I said, Mom, it's going to be a lot harder to find a 101-year-old, a 102-year-old, a 103-year-old. When you get to 123, it's rough. <laughs> and my dad watched for a little bit, but he walked out when you used the Lord's name in vain. Did I? Yeah, you said, God damn it. About and what? You walked my father. Oh, I did. <laughs> I don't know what it was about. And I was trying to make the argument that I didn't quite understand why that was using the Lord's name in vain. Because you're just saying God and damn it together. It's not a negative thing. I didn't say it was your God. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's plenty of other gods. It could have been. It could have been Zeus. It's the. It's all the wrong gods that I was <laughs> cursing. That's my new move. I'd be like, Zeus, damn it. Yeah, but here's the thing, though. Like, God damn it. You're not. I don't see why that's using the Lord's name in vain because you're not saying anything bad about God. Yeah. You're just saying, God damn it. Yeah, you're like, damn that thing. God damns that thing. Exactly. Yeah, see, you're just you're speaking for a God. Maybe. Exactly. So no, my, I'm, it's a request. Yeah. See, I don't know why it's bad, but you walked my dad, <laughs> which was good because we made a few jokes about him. That I, I wasn't quite comfortable him hearing. Well, so. it's funny, it's funny because you're the usually the salty one. Yeah. I got a sailor mouth, but not anymore. I prayed to Zeus, and he came back and said, "If you, I will accept your soul if you stop swearing. What's that Z on your necklace? Is that your last name? <laughs> no, it's my God. So, yeah, it was, a, it was a lot of fun, and we're talking about doing a little bit more. We're talking about putting together a live variety show to help people out and keep people laughing as they're going on. So look for that yep. here coming in the future. Yeah, we'll keep you posted. Absolutely. So, so what have you been up to this week? <laughs> I've been doing a whole lot, man. I've been uh, got my Etsy shop going and been doing that. Been on the phone with unemployment. <laughs> been taking out the small business loans. Been reading news and feeling very depressed and sad. Wait, did the small business actually answer the phone? No, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a lot of like uh, waiting, waiting. 
for like an hour, you're on hold, you hear that music, and then it just stops, and you're like, did my phone die? Nope, they just hung up on you me. You have a relationship with the voicemail lady? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's tough, man. It's tough times, but what have you been doing? I've been cooking. Nice. Uh, yeah, I've been making breakfast every day. I'm at the point where I'm off recipes now. I'm like looking in the fridge. I'm like, what do we have? Oh, really? You, you're like, uh, you can just look at something and be like, okay, I'm going to put this together, put this together, put this together. I mean, it's not quite like, you know, in, in a beautiful mind. <laughs> you <laughs> open the fridge and all these things are connected. <laughs> all these you see red strings like it's an FBI murder <laughs> suspect. Yeah. Yeah. Not quite like that. Okay. But I go like, oh, that tomato looks like it's about to go bad tomorrow. Yeah. How can I use it? Yeah, we're doing a lot of that. We're, like, my policy is no food wasted. Yep. And so I open it, like, oh, man, that pizza's been in there for three weeks. <laughs> Gotta do it! Or make it a doorstop out of it. Yeah, exactly. It's all about repurposing. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's been interesting. You know, I, didn't, I don't mind being home. It's just, I, it's a little weird to not be doing our regular live performances. Yeah. And so we're sort of figuring out this new virtual format stuff and it's, yeah. it's going all right. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's like I have a job cause I get up and at like in the morning, make breakfast. I come over here, punch the clock. Yep. Pretty much. <laughs> you do your time here. You get out, I, I berate you <laughs> on some level for something. <laughs> I have you do stuff and I take all the credit for it. And then I go home. <laughs> Well, if it's any uh, consolation, I make the same amount of money as you do. (laughs) We hope you've been getting by okay. We hope that this podcast and anything that we put out makes your day go a little bit better, brings a smile to your face in these trying times. And we want to give a quick shout out to the Laser Geek, too. Absolutely. They sent us some awesome swag that if you win the meme prizes, we'll send you out. But if you need some uh, sweet stuff, uh, promo stuff made for you, or if you just want your own flask that's like, I'm Larry. Hit him up at thelasergeek.com. Yeah, and he made us these little keychain flasks, which is like the perfect <laughs> shot Yeah, that you can have if you get pulled over. Like, are you drunk? Well, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> Where's my keys? Yeah, we got a bunch of cool stuff, and we have pictures of that on our Instagram page. That's thelasergeek.com, and we'll be sending that out to some select few. Yep. Got some cool stuff. So you want to get to some weird stories, let's, Louie? Let's do it. All right. And now it's time for some weird news. This story comes from CenterDaily.com. That's a news source more reliable than a public school history class. Yeah, that would be pretty unreliable. (laughs) It's funny some of the stuff my daughter comes home and tells me. I'm like, yeah, I guess that's true in a fake sort of way. (laughs) (laughs) Like what? (laughs) Like, oh, the natives welcome the pilgrims. Oh, yeah, right? (laughs) They're there with open arms. Yeah. So this story is pretty cool. It says guard alligator El Champo protected drugs for Pennsylvania dealers, prosecutors say. So the police gave him his name. They were taking his identity. It's like the alligator's like, El Champo's my slave name. Real name, Walter White. (laughs) (laughs) Pennsylvania prosecutors said a drug raid earlier this month revealed plenty of evidence one might expect. Crack cocaine, heroin. More than $5,000 in cash, suspected fentanyl, and the tools to package drugs. Plus over $3,000 worth of Hot Pockets. (laughs) 
All right, so a few things on that first one. First of all, are they advertising to try and get people to do ride-alongs? Because I would totally go on a ride-along <laughs> with these guys. <laughs> we should go on a ride-along one night. We should, absolutely. And then the second thing about that sentence is, what the hell is tools to package drugs? Yeah. They had enough baking supplies to bake 100 cakes, man. <laughs> What are they packaging drugs in? Like ukuleles? Yeah, Fucking duct tape? I don't know. Like, what? can you be more specific? Yeah. We pack these in a giant crate that says not drugs. Yeah, what is that? In, February, in a February search, police said they found something else in the kitchen of the home in South Coatesville that was hardly essential to an illegal drug operation. So I love these articles that are like, we're going to drop a bomb on you in the second paragraph that's already revealed in the headline of the story. Yeah, like, right? why keep it all mysterious? Yeah. So, drum roll. <laughs> there was a three-foot alligator, oh. which Chester County District Attorney Tom Hogan said the suspected dealers were using to protect their drugs and cash. I would love to see, like, the cop body cam footage of the SWAT guys running in a zigzag manner so I can't catch them. <laughs> but here's the thing. Unless they're keeping all their drugs and cash in the pen... Yeah. Right? Like, do they just have stacks of cash <laughs> sitting behind the alligator taunting you to come? Like, no, you have it in, like, a safe somewhere, most likely. Yeah. Right? Some drug dealers use pit bulls or snakes, Hogan said in a news release. I feel like all drug dealers have snakes. Yeah. Like, there is, like, this obsession with snakes. But I do think a snake would be a poor drug deterrent, right? Yeah. Like, are you afraid of snakes? No. I, I mean, I'm not afraid of them. I'm not going to, like have one in my bed yeah okay but would you have a pit bull in your bed people sleep with a dog in their bed uh, all yeah. the time okay so what i'm trying to say is like i just don't think if i was going to rob somebody of drugs and cash yeah. a snake would scare no, me. no i would already have a machete on me and just cut the snake in yeah half. like the pit bull would scare me way more than a snake right yeah so anyways unless you have some like you have like the the bucket of snakes bounce on the door oh so yeah when I open yeah, it, yeah. They fall on oh me. yeah that would be <laughs> freaky for sure but i feel like you know snakes only strike if you're they're threatened right? no one has an attack snake a trained snake yeah. <laughs> you're the super like rock guy when you walk in the snake on a leash down to the bar <laughs> the three there is the snake on the neck guy though right oh, i hate there, that guy yeah right the three-foot alligator is being called El Champo by police, WGAL reports. The accused drug dealer said the animal was a caiman, but prosecutors said it's really an American alligator. Well, I see right there there's a technicality I would use. Be like, you can't say what it was. Yeah, I would trust the drug dealers more. <laughs> yeah. They, they, <laughs> they have more time in the aquatic animal arts. <laughs> they do. It's, it's, in their, it's in their DNA. It's their culture. <laughs> can't trust these prosecutors anyway so (laughs) how many snakes does the prosecutor have (laughs) prosecutors say it's an alligator and a fact about the alligator is a it's a species that grows roughly eight to ten feet long the animals can live up to 50 years in waterways from north carolina to texas according to the national zoo i like that the reporter had to reach out to the national zoo versus going on i don't know wikipedia yeah right and why can they only survive from north carolina to texas (laughs) they don't be going crossing over into western territory they don't cross the mississippi they vote red I frankly, as far as we can tell with these drug dealers, the alligator may have been the brains of the operation, Hogan said. They're dissing these drug dealers. So an alligator, I looked it up, is as smart as a seven-year-old child that grew up in a Louisiana swamp. <laughs> See, it's stuff like that makes makes those alligators not want to leave yeah. the South. Like you, you that's that's very intelligentist. <laughs> 
Mexican drug lord El Chapo was recently sentenced to life behind bars at a notoriously high security federal prison in the remote Colorado Rockies. But the drug guarding alligator namesake can expect better treatment in captivity, authorities said. El Chapo was sent to the Brandywine Zoo in Wilmington, Delaware after two weeks in detox center. <laughs> yeah, he's got, they put him in the hole. <laughs> He's got the shakes before they can put him in the zoo. Just uh, in a side put him in general pop. He's going to start shiving other alligators. And since uh, he is named El Champo and El Chapo is trademark, El Chapo is actually suing these <laughs> the <Pennsylvania>. prosecutors. <laughs> the and he's only asking for half of the cocaine yeah. that they seized. <laughs> <laughs> and all the fentanyl. And <laughs> 100% of the fentanyl. The zoo will house the alligator as an educational animal this summer, after which time it will be taken to the St. Augustine Alligator Farm in Zoological Park in Florida, from which the Brandywine Zoo borrows alligators, prosecutors say. So it's an educational animal. It's going to be used in educational displays for kids. <laughs> it's going to teach them how to guard drugs. <laughs> They're like, this is your alligator. And this is your alligator on drugs. <laughs> it's literally just sitting on a bunch of weed. <laughs> They're like, I don't think you got the metaphor. Brandywine Zoo director Brent Spencer said in a statement released by prosecutors that the facility is glad we could be of assistance to Chester County law enforcement in placing the alligator in a healthy environment. <laughs> they put him in the foster care system. <laughs> yeah, right. You could have this, this cute little pug. You could have this one-eyed cat or this caiman that... That has seen some shit. <laughs> he's, he's, he's tasted human blood. <laughs> he's probably shot a shotgun or two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he has an open carry permit. <laughs> the three drug suspects arrested in the raid, 31-year-old Irvin Gotti Hawkins, a 35-year-old Aki Gathright, and 40-year-old Tyrone Jackson, have been sent to the Chester County Prison. According to prosecutors, they face charges of drug trafficking. And having an illegal zoo. I want to know where they got it at. There is no separate charge for possession of an alligator under Pennsylvania criminal law, prosecutors said. For those of you listening in Pennsylvania, you should go out and go on an alligator shopping spree, baby. I know. Like, we were earlier, before we were recording the podcast, we were talking about our apocalypse plans. Mm -hmm. Instead of having guns, I'm just have alligators. Yeah, absolutely. Alligators around the yard. Do you think, like, all right, you were going to guard your house... Uh, in the apocalypse with skulls with on my your human fence. skulls as a deterrent. Yeah. Well, I just have like a mo- like a land moat of alligators. You live in an apartment, though, so yeah, a condo my- is going to be a little harder. <laughs> my, my- to- your condo is going to be a little harder to protect my, with a moat. My front and rear <laughs> no, would be a land moat. <laughs> my my front and back deck will be all, all alligators. That's that's smart. Yeah. Where are you going to get the alligators from? Drug <laughs> Pennsylvania. <laughs> no, you're going to get them from the police station from seized property. Yeah. The police auction. Yeah. Would you get police auction? <laughs> Hawkins was the center. Uh, Hawkins was the renter at the home where the alligator was found, prosecutor said. That's why his bail has been set at $250,000. Jackson's at $75,000 and Gathright's at $50,000 ahead of court appearances scheduled for later uh, ahead of court appearances, the Philadelphia Inquirer reported. So, yeah, what do we think about this? I love that. I hope it was a rescue alligator and they just gave him a second lease on life. Yeah, right? If I was the neighbor of this drug house, at least I have to deal with a pit bull barking all day. Oh, totally, right? Yeah, I think they're very courteous drug dealers. Yeah, I think caimans, can caimans survive on land longer than, alli- I don't know. They don't uh, need water. Caimans don't? I don't think alligators sure? need to, like, 
Well, you and I have friends who have a giant alligator, right? Like a four-foot alligator. I was involved in the transfer of an alligator from one person to another person in a hotel. Oh, yeah? It was pretty awesome. You had to bring the alligator? You were the middleman? They brought an alligator through like three states to travel like two states home to its new home. Oh, wow. And it lived in a casino's bathtub. Yeah. Like, no, shower. Sorry. And uh, our friend... Like, would take showers with the alligator just kicking it. Oh, yeah. They're not, they're pretty docile, you know, unless you rile them up. Like, yeah. you know. Well, we're not, it's, unless it's like 23 feet long, we're not its food. Yeah, absolutely, right? I don't, yeah, I just think if I was robbing a house and I saw a little caiman, I'd probably just throw it like a little, you know. Throw it some Twizzlers. Throw, yeah, throw it some Skittles. <laughs> let, it, let it be. <laughs> and rob that money. <laughs> That's how you get it. <laughs> but I think it is cool as a pet. And in the picture, of El Champo, there isn't any water, which concerns me. That does make me think. It's and it's on turf. But it does look like an alligator over a caiman, though. Yeah. All right. Anyways, <laughs> I think this is a pretty cool story, and I'm glad they got the whatever it is, caiman or alligator, out. And I'm glad it found a new home, and I'm glad it's educating kids on the problems of drug addiction. Exactly. <laughs> All right. He's the dare officer. <laughs> I like it. Story Part 2. This story comes from usatoday.com. That's a news source more reliable than a cemetery run by the Neptune Society. What's the Neptune Society? They do, like, see, ship your body out in the ocean. Oh, they do? Yeah. Wait, you can pay them to do such things? Yeah, I don't think they're around anymore. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> but... Yes, that would be a shady organization. <laughs> they used to just dispose of people's bodies... Out in the ocean for money? That was what they yeah, did? Yeah, like or... you would become a member and then you would die and they'd come fetch your body and, oh, it's still around. Well, there you go. They cremate you and then throw your remains. Oh, that's fine. That's, <laughs> that doesn't sound as shady. No. Now, do you want them running your cemetery, though? Sure. <laughs> they wouldn't yes. have a cemetery. <laughs> but, but, but you, could, you could put urns in... Mausoleum. What are the? What the fuck do they, they hold? call it? They call it an urn garden. An urn garden. All right. So this story goes: woman plays the violin while undergoing surgery to remove brain tumor at hospital in London. You know, this would be like my argument against the uh, healthcare for all, because that's what they have in England. It'd be like, for anesthesia, you're playing your own elevator music. <laughs> <laughs> healthcare for all. Next I, thing you know, tuba players in there. Oh bom, yeah. Right? Bom, <laughs> <laughs> How'd he die? Did he die from the the tumor being removed? No, he died because he crushed himself on the tuba. <laughs> yeah. He had to rest on his chest. <laughs> he died because he was air guitaring too much <laughs> during his open heart surgery. A patient recovering from surgery and returning to something they love is celebration worthy. Seeing the patient doing that mid-surgery might raise a few eyebrows. Dagmar Turner, 53, played the violin as doctors at King's College Hospital in London 
attempted to remove a brain tumor she's been battling since 2013. Wait, so I can do my hobbies while I'm getting brain surgery? <laughs> like, here, pick a card. You're like, my hands are kind of full with your brain right now. In a statement, the hospital said the surgery was done with Turner awake and playing to ensure areas of the patient's brain responsible for delicate hand movement and coordination weren't damaged. But, like, how do you know when you damage them? Like, she's playing the violin, she's playing, like, Beethoven, and then all of a sudden it devolves to hot cross buns? <laughs> yeah, they're doing the surgery, she's playing, and then she just stops playing, and they're like, oh, looks like we went too far on the tumor. <laughs> yeah, they're like, they're like, that sounds horrible. Like, she wasn't a good violin player to start with. <laughs> we did you a service! <laughs> we did society a service. She wasn't very good. <laughs> All of a sudden, she starts playing better, and you're like, whoa. Video of the procedure shows Turner playing with her eyes closed, surrounded by doctors. The procedure, performed by Professor Kiyomaris Ashkin and a team, was observed by anesthesiists and a therapist, according to the hospital. And apparently a videographer, too. Yeah, right? Doctors first opened Turner's skull while she was under anesthesia. Then woke her up and asked her to play while the tumor was removed. I mean, this would just further perpetuate the anesthesia dream of being, you know, abducted by aliens. <laughs> well, yeah, I would imagine it could create some trauma. Like, you know, when she plays the violin in the future, she plays it. She's like, oh, my God, that brings back memories of that time. They cut my skull open. <laughs> yeah. I would love it. Like the doctor's like, hey, uh, could you? play a little quieter yeah. it's a little too loud a little too, can, you, can you play some can you play devil went down to georgia <laughs> taking requests <laughs> the hospital stated the tumor was located in right frontal lobe of her brain close to an area that controls the fine movement of her left hand which turner uses to play Ashkun, which is the doctor, is also a dedicated musician who plays the piano, according to the hospital. <laughs> He's accompanying her. <laughs> I love how they throw, they throw a plug in for the doctor. Hey, check out his SoundCloud. <laughs> He's playing at O'Reilly's Pub <laughs> Thursday nights. <laughs> Every Wednesday night. Turner plays the violin in the Isle of Wight Symphony Orchestra. The tumor in her brain plays every full Thursday at... <laughs> The tumor in her brain was discovered after she suffered a seizure during a symphony. Yeah, that's got to be pretty intense, right? Dude, yeah. We knew how important the violin is to Dagmar, so it was vital that we preserved function in the delicate areas of her brain that allowed her to play. Ashkin said in a statement, We managed to remove over 90% of the tumor, including all the areas suspicious of aggressive activity, while retaining full function in her left hand. This is one of those things, though, where you're like, What's your job? Uh, I dig ditches. All right, we're going to remove this tumor, but I'm going to keep your ditch-digging arm solid. <laughs> well, it's like, what other jobs could they be doing, like, where they're working around the brain that they need them to sort of keep that part of the brain uh, stimulated? Yeah, like right? hibachi chef? Yeah, 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 right? Like, <laughs> cutting up sushi, a stenographer, <laughs> thumb wrestling champion. <laughs> Okay. Rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> Chronic <laughs> masturbator. <laughs> no, we want to cut that part of that yeah. brain out. <laughs> We're going to lobotomize that one. Ashkin said the King's College Hospital removes about 400 tumors per year, and this was the first time he did so while a patient played an instrument. He added he often wakes up patients mid-procedure so they can perform language tests. Can you speak Japanese? No. Right, Could wait. you before? No. no. <laughs> Can't you tell you're in my brain? <laughs> yeah. You're looking at <laughs> my thoughts. 
In a statement released by the hospital, Turner thanked the doctors for planning out the procedure and said, the violin is my passion. I've been playing since I was 10 years old. Can you, like, my passion's rugby. <laughs> Starts knocking people over. Yeah, I wonder if there's things that they could do that they could, like, stimulate a part of your brain that is not stimulated that, like, you know, you're better at math or you're better at science. I'm sure there is. Uh, there's got to be weird ethical things, though. Well, it's like the person who gets the, the brain injury and all of a sudden they can speak French and they could never speak yeah, French before. Right? King's College Hospital said Turner, a former management consultant and a mother to a 13-year-old son, was well enough to return home three days after the procedure. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. What'd you do this week? Oh, you know, they opened up my skull. They cut out some stuff that was infecting my brain. All while I was playing violin. I love that's how she's getting her ten thousand hours in. <laughs> At all costs. <laughs> that's how that's how I'm gonna write off my next brain surgery. <laughs> be like, did some card tricks. The leader of the symphony's like, listen, you have to learn this the, these charts even while you're in the hospital. <laughs> yeah. She's like, listen. But that's his niche. He only does brain surgery on musicians. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I would imagine some surgeons probably play music. Yeah. So, I mean, having a live band. <laughs> live band. Some Perfect. rock karaoke. <laughs> yeah. Sweet. Carol. All right, Tina, sing along. This is your turn. <laughs> All right, put in songs. Put in songs, guys. That's gonna get gonna get crowded later. Right. What do we think about this? I think it's fun, and I'm glad that that she's able to still do her art. Mm-hmm. Um, I think with all of her modern technology, there's probably a better way to make sure you don't cut into her hands function than have her like with a violin and there's a bow. Yeah. And he's like, she like goes too far on the strings. The bow goes out and hits his arm. <laughs> yeah. I swear I was stable until she hit my arm. Yeah. It, it just feels like a very 1640s method of, of verifying this. Yeah. I like it. I think it's pretty cool. I'm excited that she can still play after that. I mean, that's got to be some pretty scary stuff. Yeah. When your career is a violinist. Yeah. So we're glad that she made it out and we will post a picture of her playing violin with a bunch of people chopping up her brain. It's pretty, pretty sweet. Yeah. Cool. That's it for today, folks. Want to thank you so much for listening. If you have a few shekels, if you are working and you have a few bucks you want to spare. Or if you want to give us the last that you got hidden under the couch. (laughs) You can help us out by donating to our Patreon page. That's patreon.com slash odd and offbeat podcast. Yeah, we have a bunch of different tiers, different uh, things that you can donate to. We have a $3 tier, a $5 tier, a $10 tier, Mm -hmm. and that is a monthly donation, and you get a bunch of cool stuff from us. We're going to throw in some of that Laser Geek swag that we were talking about earlier. Yep. You get a postcard from our house, because we're not on the road right now. (laughs) I'm going to dig around, because we picked up a couple Patreon uh, subscribers. I'm going to dig around, and I'm going to see if I can find an old postcard card from somewhere cool oh yeah and then send it to them i might have some florida ones yeah that we should send 
And uh, you can do that, like Louis said, patreon.com slash odd and offbeat podcast. And we will we post updates and that sort of stuff. And you get a monthly bonus episode of all this weirdness that we do. Yep. We're not performing anywhere, so I'm not going to ask you where you're going. What, <laughs> what Do you have plans for the week? How about that? Um, What do I got going this week? Um, Nothing. No big plans. Uh. Might clean my office again. Okay. That's going to be sweet. Awesome. Yeah. That's exciting. Might build some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's it's kind of freeing and limiting having nothing to do but so much crap you want to do. Yeah. It's like, do I sit down and work on my show? No, that's work. Do I sit down and work on building that new thing? No, that's work. Do I sit down and send out emails about work? No, that's work. Yeah. <laughs> do I go over to Matt and drink whiskey? Yes. And heckle him <laughs> as he's trying to help people on his Etsy page? <laughs> yes. I've now, Not work. <laughs> I have now entered with my Etsy page into the world of customer service. I've sold a few things and every person... The, you when know, you were a kid dealing drugs, you didn't have the same feedback with no, the customer. It was a lot of like, I take the money and I run. Yeah. You know, I get the hell out of there. <laughs> they, don't, <laughs> no, no. they don't review you on Yelp. No, no. An ounce is seven eighths. <laughs> Trust me. Trust me. I'm in ninth grade. <laughs> <laughs> I look like that missing one eighth of weed is in my beard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's been it's been interesting sort of like managing people's weird expectations when they purchase something. Yeah, because you had someone buy something and then expected it like three days later. Yeah, someone bought something on Monday. I sent it out on Wednesday, and then they were they sent a message on Friday. It was like, where is it? It's yeah. like, yo, I just sent it two days ago. <laughs> I want a refund. What the, what the Wait for it to arrive. Jeez, good Lord. It's like we're in a pandemic. It, like You're lucky that you're even going to get this card. Yeah. Man. Jeez. So, yeah, it's been interesting. It's been an interesting glimpse into what I put people through when I buy things. <laughs> so, but it's been good. I, you you, know, you we, go to the coffee shop. You're like, I'll have my Americano. I'll wait three days, though. It's cool. I don't need it by no, my No, it's essentially like, I'll have my Americano. Where is it at? Where is it? Where yeah. is it? How come it's not in my hand right now? You saw me walk in the door. Yeah. How come I'm not drinking my Americano <laughs> before we speak? Yeah. <laughs> It's been good having you come over, and we're, we're doing some various projects. Uh, we will also let you know about that live show that we've been talking about. Yep. And if you want to get in on it, we'll tell you how you can do that. So we want to thank you so much for listening. If you do have any questions or anything you want to talk about, how you're holding up, what you are doing to stay busy during all this, you can do that on our website, oddandoffbeat.com, yep. or send us an email. Or hit us up through Instagram or the Facebook. Absolutely. So we want to thank you so much for being awesome, for being you. Stay positive, stay strong, but most importantly, stay weird. Have a weird week. We are out. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Odd and Offbeat podcast, because normal is boring.